You're listening to a podcast from Father Peter Smith, St. Columbus Parish, North Leichhardt, on the second Sunday of Lent. And now here's Father Peter. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain where they could be by themselves. There, in their presence, he was transfigured. His clothes became dazzlingly white, whiter than any earthly bleacher could make them. Elijah appeared to them with Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. Then Peter spoke to Jesus. Rabbi, he said, it is wonderful for us to be here. So let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say, they were so frightened. And a cloud came, covering them in shadow. And there came a voice from the cloud. This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Then suddenly, when they looked round, they saw no one with them anymore but only Jesus. As they came down the mountain, he warned them to tell no one what they had seen until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. They observed the warning faithfully, though among themselves they discussed what rising from the dead could mean. The Gospel of the Lord. During this season of Lent, of course, Easter hangs over us like a shadow. And often it's not so much the resurrection, but the death of Jesus that is so prominent throughout the readings during Lent. There's a rather interesting feature about the Gospel that we've read tonight from from Mark. Now, Mark's Gospel doesn't actually have a story of the resurrection. It kind of ends with the women running away from the tomb. But I'd like to suggest to you tonight that the events of the transfiguration that we've just heard actually have parallels with the crucifixion of Jesus. Let's look at some of them. For a start, it takes place on a mountaintop. Jesus leads Peter, James and John up to the mountain. It kind of mirrors Golgotha, where Jesus was crucified. He is transfigured into these most magnificent raiment, this wonderful bright white garment. On the cross, he is naked. With him are two people, Moses and Elijah. Recall at the crucifixion, there were two other criminals crucified with Jesus. There seems to be an intention in Mark to draw this parallel for us and for his early readers. I think part of the point that he is trying to make is that the life of Jesus was not disconnected in any way from his crucifixion from his death. And Peter, of course, is, is always this strange character, especially in Mark's Gospel. Just prior to this event in the Gospel, Peter confesses that Jesus is the Messiah, the Christ, the one who is to save them all. It's a great profession of faith that Peter makes. And yet in this event, just a few verses later, Peter goes back to calling him rabbi, just a teacher. He clearly doesn't understand what's going on here at all because he says, I know, let's make three tents and we'll stay here for the night. That should be a good thing to do. 
So somehow Peter is kind of ignorant of the significance of this event. And what is the significance of this event? Well, I'm sure I don't know. But what it does seem clear from the text is, firstly, that God wanted in Jesus to be able to show that he was the Messiah, someone special, someone great, and hence the transformation, but also the voice from heaven, claiming this as my beloved son. It also mirrors the crucifixion to realise that what it means to be a beloved of the Lord is to be someone who in the end is going to suffer, who is going to live the cross in his life. And throughout Mark's Gospel, it is replete with the stories of what it means to be a Christian, to take up your cross and follow me. And so to us, it seems to me that what it challenges me about is to say, well, what does the Christian life mean to me? Well, maybe I was named pretty well after Peter because I don't understand a lot of it either. And I make silly mistakes and silly apprehensions about what the Gospels actually mean. But I think in reality what we can see today is that Jesus was the Son of God, was indeed the Messiah, was indeed this person who wanted to show to his disciples that this is what it means to be a Christian, to suffer, to die and to rise again. Well, I don't know about you, but I often find that a very uncomfortable thought, to think that to follow Jesus is all about suffering and pain. And yet we know that somehow that's what makes us the beloved sons and daughters of God as well. And that as we skip forward to the Easter events, we know that, that God ratifies that suffering, that choice to struggle, that choice to give ourselves for other people into being the glory of God alive and active in this world. And so today we listen again to the story of Jesus who mostly mostly was an ordinary person walking around, it seemed, around Galilee, around those areas. He would have been just like an ordinary human being to most. And yet today he reveals himself to just three of his disciples. But he also says to them, don't go telling everyone. I don't want it spread everywhere because I want people to discover faith in their own hearts. And so I think that's what we do tonight, that we rekindle our own faith in the God that not only transfigured Jesus' life, but transfigures us. And so we journey through these days of Lent, open to being changed, open to growing, open to being transfigured into the image and likeness of God in our world.